Every time I go to the Pacific Northwest, I'm always blown away by all the beauty it has to offer. And this trip was no different. This was my first time at Mount Rainier and has to be one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. If you're looking for a new place to explore, I 100% recommend visiting here. Just please remember to do it responsibly. Welcome to the Roaming the Earth podcast. I am your host, Drea Castro, and I'm here with Vitor Rodriguez. Vitor is a photographer, travel, and hiking enthusiast. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank <laughs> I'm you. such, yeah, I'm such a huge, huge fan of your work. I stumbled upon your Instagram and I just kept scrolling. <laughs> it's you. so, so beautiful. And you are um, going to the places that I really, really enjoy myself. So it's very nostal nostalgic for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful places. I don't blame you. So, why are you passionate about travel and what does travel mean to you? I think it's super important. I don't think enough people do it. I feel like it humbles you. You see how other people live. Just see like just East Coast, West Coast, how different that is. And for me, it's been a humbling experience just to travel. Why did you start traveling? Was there like a major change in your life or did travel kind of run in your family? I think the first time I traveled, I, was, I think I was like six months old. What? My mom, yeah, my mom took me to uh, Brazil, that's where she's from. Uh, so I, I started traveling pretty young age and then I would go there a lot. My dad's from the Azores, so I would fly out there a lot. So I just, they've always taken me places. When I was a kid, they took me to the Grand Canyon. So it's kind of always been like something I've always liked to do. And they definitely kind of helped push that. I think it's like part of you. It sounds like yeah. it was just part of who you are. Yeah. It's such a good time. It's so fun. It really is. I love traveling so much. Like if I could just live out of my suitcase, I totally would. I would love to just get like a Sprinter van and just go. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want a Sprinter van and just chill in my van. Uh, I met a few van lifers. I interviewed one van yeah, lifer. I saw that, yeah. She was awesome. And I was just living vicariously through her journey. Amazing. Every time I see him when I'm like on a hike or a trail and I see like the vans parked at the trailheads, I'm like, ah, that's the life right there. I'm in the same boat where I just kind of hope that one day I can, you know, make it happen where I'm just living remotely and yeah. getting to support myself remotely and getting to travel that way. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. Just chilling and just get taking your time. I feel like that's. That's a huge problem because half the time I, I go places, it's tight schedule. Right. Cause you gotta go, you gotta come back, work. Yeah, you gotta get back to reality, so. Yeah, I don't wanna come back to reality. <laughs> Never. <laughs> right. um, so what kind of travel do you like to do? Um, I think I know the answer, but. I mean, I like all kinds, but like I like hiking, backpacking. Um, I, half the time I travel, I just sleep in my truck. I sleep in the bed of the truck. I sleep at the trailhead. So like, I don't need a whole lot. You know, I don't, it's not an expensive trip whenever I go places. I do it as cheap as possible, as light as possible. So, but don't get me wrong. I love staying at a hotel too. It's always fun to get a good shower. <laughs> yes. It's always nice to have a plush bed. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I'm the same way where I really, really enjoy waking up outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just sleeping under the stars is the best 
you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're looking out and you're like, there's the Milky Way, you know? Yeah, you can see so... it so good in like place like Death Valley. Ah, uh, Death Valley is like my favorite national park. Yeah, it's is it? It's really my favorite. Yes. Uh, you travel a lot to the mountains, the outdoors. Can you talk about that experience and why you've chosen this way to travel? And what inspired you to travel that way? It kind of just happened, honestly. Um, I remember the first time I even went on a hike was back uh, in Boston, where I'm from. I had a friend, I was probably like 21, 22 at the time. I haven't even hiked yet at that point. And I had a friend who asked me if I wanted to go on a hike with him. I just said, sure. We went to, uh, I think it was Blue Hills, Blue Ridge, something like that. I don't even remember the name anymore. But we did it. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. So that's kind of how I started getting into it. And then more and more I did it, the more I liked it. And then when I came out, moved out here and started hiking the Sierras, that was a game changer. That was a game changer. And it makes you, you have to work to get to those spots in the Sierras. So it's like a reward once you get to the top. Yes, for sure. The Sierras are beautiful, but they're definitely uh, different than the East Coast. I'm from Jersey. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. It's very different than the East Coast. <laughs> Way different. You got to deal with elevation. Yeah, uh, it's a lot higher. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I think the tallest peak on the East Coast is six and change. No, yeah. It's like nothing. It's like yeah. this little tiny thing. What is the most challenging thing or situation that you've faced as a hiker or a backpacker? Most challenging is probably just the exhaustion for some of the hikes, but. I've never had like, never gotten hurt, never had anything close happen. No one I've been with has ever gotten hurt or forgot anything really. So, you talked about exhaustion. What was the most exhausting kind of hike that you've ever done? Um, it's got to be in the Sierras, maybe up to Iceberg Lake. That one was pretty, pretty good. Beautiful though. Like it's exhausting, but I kind of enjoy it. It sucks, but it's fun at the same time. How many miles is Iceberg Lake? It's only like 14. 14? Only yeah. like 14. <laughs> well, if you camp up top, it's seven one way, seven back. It's not that bad. Right. It's true. It's You're true. breaking it up. Is it the elevation change that really was difficult for you? Or was it like the... It's just elevation gain. Uh, yeah. Elevation gain is usually what gets me because... Elevation itself doesn't bother me that I don't get elevation sickness or any, anything like that. Damn, you're so lucky. lucky. <laughs> I've heard horror stories. Do you have any tips or tricks for backpackers or hikers that want to do what you do? Plan. Plan in advance. Go on like all trails if you're trying to do a hike. Read the reviews. Read the conditions. A lot of times I'll go on Instagram too and see like what people have posted recently. I'll check like hashtag stories to see what it like what the conditions are like currently. Um, and then I, I ask friends, I'll, I'll DM people on Instagram just like, hey, you know, any suggestions or any tips for this hike, stuff like that. But 100% plan, check the weather. A lot of people don't, don't even do that. That's definitely what I do. I like to go on Instagram and see if anybody's been up there, kind of see what the conditions are. But yeah, planning is everything. And that is something that I learned pack light pack light pack light what's your favorite some of your favorite gear uh my sleeping bag is by far my favorite thing it's it's so light and compact 
it's and it's it's so good. I have a marmot uh, limelight, and I love my sleeping bag. Yeah, so. I got a Nemo. Got a Nemo, nice. Yeah, so that's like super light. Yeah, yeah. I try to go as light as possible, except my backpack is pretty heavy, so I got yeah. I got to get a different one for that. But so you you use a Nemo. What about your sleeping pad? I actually usually don't even use a sleeping pad. I just don't want to carry. It. Yeah, I don't want to carry it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You are crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just sleep on the ground. As long as it's flat, I'm fine. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever co come into a situation where it's, like, all rocky? Not really. It's usually most of the spots we go there is designated, like, camping areas. Even though oh, okay. there's this areas where, like, there's designated spots. So there's usually – it's usually pretty flat. Nice. Luckily. Okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. They have like little tiny ones like this big that are like. Yeah, you can get, yeah. You're like, I don't need it. I just don't want to carry it, honestly. I'm a beast. I'm already carrying like my camera and my lenses. It's like, I don't want to bring more weight. Talking about your camera, what kind of camera do you have? What kind of lenses do you have? Um, so I have a Sony a7R2. Nice. And I only have two lenses now. And they're both Tamron's. The seventeen to twenty-eight and the twenty-eight to seventy-five. Oh, I need that zoom. That zoom next. Yes, yes. That I have a seventy to two hundred, and I love it. It's just so heavy. Yeah, it's that's incredibly heavy. That's the only problem. I don't think I'd want to carry it if I'm doing like a big hike. Yeah, but like there's I don't. a lot of spots like Death Valley. You know, if I'm just driving around there, telephoto right there would be perfect. Yep. Yep. And there's certain situations where I do take it, like if it's like a short hike, but yeah. backpacking, I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. just so heavy. That's what I like you... with the Tamron lenses. They're, they're little, they're light and compact. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really good and they're really reasonably priced too. Cause Sony lenses are super expensive. So expensive. Super expensive. It's like Canon. Canon lenses are so expensive. Yep. They're as expensive as the, the actual they camera. Great, they make great lenses though. They do. I love my 7200. I have a, a 24 to 70 that I kind of like. Uh, I like that my 7200 is like my favorite, that big telephoto. And then um, my 20 millimeter wide lens is, yeah. is really sweet. I use my wide more than anything for the most well, part. Well, yeah. I, re I really put the 28 to 75 on. Can you tell me how you got started? You, you don't do photography professionally, although you should because your stuff is beautiful. But how did you start taking photographs? What made you go, I'm going to take a photograph with my iPhone and then go, now I'm ready to kind of invest and start getting something that's for real? Uh, well, that's kind of how I started. I started taking photos, like hiking with my phone. Yeah. And then like I would show all my friends and they're like, oh, that's cool. But like, I want you to react how I react when I was there. It's like, why aren't you enjoying this as much as I am? <laughs> Right. So after a while, I bought like I bought my first cameras, like a Nikon D thirty four hundred. Yes. Used it once. Didn't know. I didn't do any research on how to use a camera. I just thought if I bought a camera, I was going to be good. And then I took to Yosemite. I didn't get any good shots. I'm like, all right. I guess I don't know. I don't think I need this. Stupid. And then like a year later, I I was like, you know what? Let me try getting back into this again. So then I just obsessed about it. I've been doing it for like three years now. Three years. So you've been doing photography for three years. Yeah. Wow. Your stuff is is stunning. I 
if anybody's listening to this and and you're you loving like this interview, please you have to have to go to his Instagram. It's incredible. Your stuff should be getting even more uh, attention because it's just stunning. What are some tips and tricks for photographers that want to do what you do? <laughs> Watch a lot of YouTube. There's so much free information, so much free information, and then just go out and shoot. That's honestly the best way to learn. Trial and error. Do you like to shoot sunrise, sunset, midday? What's your favorite time of day? Um, it actually really all depends on the location. Some locations are better sunrise. Some are better at sunset. Um, I try to avoid sunset because that's usually when there's more people. Yeah, that's true. There's usually more people at locations at sunset. Sunrise is rarely anyone there. Maybe photographers, that's about it. Midday, it kind of depends on the conditions. If it's cloudy, you can shoot all day. If you're using shadows correctly, you can shoot during the day too. But it all—it really all just depends on what you're trying to shoot. Where is your favorite place that you've photographed? Yosemite. That's my favorite place in the world. Yosemite? Yeah. I love it there. Oh, love you, it. You got to go to Half Dome. I know. <laughs> you I should like go. It. I don't know if I'm going to hike it because I don't know if I want to do it by myself, but I might just use that pass to go and just hang out there for the day. How did you go from I'm taking photographs on my hikes to I'm going to go invest money to go travel the world? Like what made you kind of go there? I uh, I just I really enjoyed doing it. I like the whole process, the taking the photo and then the editing to me is one of the best parts of it because that's where you can really put your touch onto it, especially when at popular locations like Yosemite. Right. The editing process is like where you can kind of make it unique. And then they're like someone scrolling Instagram, like, oh, I know who that is before they even see who who took it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of learned that through other people though. Yeah. People, and then watching YouTube, they're just like, when you're taking a photo, if you're thinking about how you want to edit the photo, what your intentions of how you want it to look, well, if you're thinking about that while you're taking the photo, that makes the back end process of editing so much easier, so much quicker. You saves a lot of time. And then if you keep in mind cropping, especially if you're going to crop for Instagram, a four by five crop. So if it looks perfect in camera, you should probably go a little wider. That way, when you crop it, you get that four by five crop. You'll have the whole photo in there. So if you think about those things while shooting, it makes your life so much easier. And I tend to bracket all my shots. Okay. Can you tell us what bracketing means? Uh, so taking the same photo in different exposures. So usually people do like a three bracket shot. So one overexposed, one properly exposed, and one underexposed. And just blend them together. It's kind of, it's creating an HDR photo. So just have more range in your shadows and your highlights to play around with. What is your most interesting travel story? Probably one of my first hikes. We, I, was, uh, I was back home at a bar with a couple of my buddies one night. And we we're like, oh, let's do uh, Mount Washington. We, <laughs> we don't know anything about hiking. Like we just started doing it. So I was like, I'm talking to them like, Hey, let's just do it tomorrow. We'll leave early in the morning. We'll just go. <laughs> so it took a convincing for one of my buddies, but we ended up doing it. And like, we didn't know that like it has the world record for fat, like highest winds. And this was in October. Oh so my cold. God. But it ended up being perfect. We, we took the hardest trail, the one that goes like straight up. But uh, we got to the top, no clouds, no wind, which is rare, apparently. Um, so it ended up being like an amazing experience. But 
it's just something just like drinking that one night at the bar and then this next day we're like yeah we're just gonna go do this hike i i love that the sporadic climb yeah we're just like yeah let's just go climb this mountain hungover like that's probably the smart idea <laughs> but you made it and then it turned out to be perfect it, we got the most amazing conditions i don't even, like we were so lucky i know so many people have done it and it's been cloudy every time and then when we got to the top there was so much ice wow that's crazy wow in october yeah. i guess that makes sense though because you're you know that's where where's mount washington in boston i mean in uh, new hampshire new hampshire okay yeah it's the tallest peak on the east coast yeah yeah i knew it was like around that area i'm like where is which yeah. which little like <laughs> it was like four hours to drive up there we left like super early in the morning oh my god it took you four hours so you <laughs> not only did you you know go and get drunk and then yeah. you know like, like early the next morning too yeah four drove four hours and then climbed a mountain oh my goodness yeah. and then drove back same day oh my gosh i've done that for yosemite too not drinking the night before but yeah. i've gone to, to him from the same day wow what were your most favorite moments or fulfilling moments during your travels I mean, the most fulfilling is just when you get to the top of the mountain, you know, you spend hours climbing up, you get to the top, you're like, all right, look at this view. I'm tired as hell. I get to sit and relax and just sit and enjoy. Like that to me is the best part. That's the best part. Is there a particular mountain that you remember that really, really felt fulfilling? Uh, in the Sierras, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I did a bunch just this past summer and they kind of all kicked my ass. So, <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, I remember one when we went to Temple Craig, that one was rough. I didn't get much sleep the night before we started the hike and uh, we started late. We went to uh, the hot springs first to get some photos there. So we started the hike at like 11. It was like 90 degrees, hot as hell. I, I had barely any sleep. It was miserable. But when we got to the top, it was amazing. You climbed Temple Craig. Well, we, we climbed to the, we only hiked to the second lake. To the second lake, right. Yeah, so it's only like, I think it's like five, six miles to the second lake. But just but you, with no sleep, you know, it's not that far. The, the exhaustion, it's yeah. just the the elevation change in that particular there, there were some points where i felt lightheaded just from the heat and just exhaustion yeah did you go in the water uh i didn't know not that time like you're like nah no nah, that water's so cold it's so cold it's so cold i have friends that have done it but i'm just like i'll put my feet in and like kind of yeah. relax and they're numb in like 30 seconds so i couldn't uh when i did the lakes up there i couldn't put my left and my right leg at the same time <laughs> why it hurt it hurt, oh, it yeah, hurt. It's, I, like it's cold it's that cold it's that cold it actually was painful where i was like no nah. like it just just felt like it was not good <laughs> i yeah. was like something's wrong <laughs> i have a friend we went to finger lake in the in the sierras and she yes. jumped in she's crazy Oof. yeah <laughs> What is your most favorite location you've ever been to? Yosemite. That's that's my all-time favorite. Tell me your first time that you went to Yosemite. 
what was it like? How did you feel? What was the first thing that you saw? First thing I saw was, so, you know, when you drive through the tunnel, the tunnel view, that was my first like real picture of Yosemite. Like, what is this? Is this real? Like, is this place, is this real? It's so, so incredibly beautiful there. It is super popular, but it is, it's popular for a reason. You know, it's, it's gorgeous. You got El Cap, you got Half Dome, you got the falls, you got all that right there, just in that one little view. And then when you're in, in the valley and you look up at El Cap, that's incredible. And it blows my mind that Alex Honnold climbed that. Have you watched that documentary? I was about to ask you the same question <laughs> before yeah. you said that. <laughs> that documentary stresses me out. <laughs> How crazy is that? How crazy. crazy is that? Oh my God. I, I hiked up to like where the rock climbers start that hike. So I went to the base and just looked up. Terrifying. Can't even imagine. Can't imagine. Terrifying. Imagine. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that that movie. Um, one of my favorite uh, documentary film film directors is Jimmy Chin. Yeah, um, I love all of his work, like Maru, um, obviously the Alex Hanold. Uh, yeah, but yeah, totally, totally. I was about to ask you. I was like, "Have you? Do you watch?" She's like, "You got to watch that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to watch that. If you go to Yosemite, like you have to watch that documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, the backcountry of Yosemite is really, really just. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. That's like on, on my list. So, tips and tricks to traveling to your favorite destination, Yosemite, that you can share. Uh, travel light, plan ahead. Um, if you're going to get a camping site, usually they book up pretty quick, especially there. So, a lot of times, if it's full, you can get an Airbnb, but it's about an hour outside the park, usually, maybe 30 minutes. Um, like I said, travel light, that's my biggest thing is travel light. You don't want, I hate hiking with a lot of weight, especially on long hikes and just, you know, be, be smart, you know, don't leave trash. Don't do any stuff like that. Yeah. I hate finding trash. <laughs> hate it, it sucks. Cause like, especially spots like that, that's Sequoia, these super touristy spots. You, you see it all the time. I hate it. I pick up the trash. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, it makes me so mad. Like, you know, how will it stay this pristine if we don't take care of it? It's our yeah, I kind of like that they're limiting how many people can get into Yosemite right now. Honestly. I know I was so happy about that. And, uh, it's kind of nice because you really, you get to really enjoy it. You know, and you like, really... yeah, there's less people when you're in the park. Yeah. Did Not you, when you went, was it nice? Yeah. Yeah, I, I usually don't go peak season like in the summer. I usually go in the winter, like fall, late, like late fall, just so there's less people. So when you went around this time, was it like a lot less people than normal? Because I hate going there in the summer for that reason. I've never been in the summer. I, I'm, I choose to not go in the summer. Yeah, it's such a, it's a shit show. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. It's like one of the most popular parks in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um. I love going in the winter. You get the best reflections in the winter. Yeah. Best time. One of my, time one of my favorite winter. photos is from the winter there. I have a, re a reflection photo of El Cap. Yeah. And just the solitude. The complete yeah. solitude that you get is such a prize. 
and uh it's so it's just it feels untouched it feels like you know just less run down by everyone and it's just it's just so beautiful and then you hear the cracks of the waterfalls mm -hmm. like echoing yeah. throughout the mountains it's just so cool i love going there in the winter um so yeah i need to i still have been with fresh like a fresh snowfall yeah i was there during a fresh snowfall where are you it was amazing. I tried planning it so many times. I can never just, I've never gotten it. Yeah. I, I was there by accident. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was there by accident. I was just yeah. like, there's fresh snow. <laughs> it must you be. Know? I've seen photos. It looks so, so nice. Yeah. That was like a long time ago. Again, like another, when I first moved to LA kind of situation yeah. 10 years ago. So where are you going to next? North Carolina, Tennessee. We go see my parents, hang out with them for a little while and then. I want to see the Smoky Mountains. I've driven through them before. And I remember when I was driving through, I was like, this, this looks really nice. This would be awesome in the fall. So like ever since then, I'm like, I need to figure out a way to get back there. So I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone, see my parents, then go out there. I can't wait to see your photos. I can't, wait. I can't wait. I still haven't done much research on like the hikes I want to do, but yeah, I got some time still. I've driven through there. But I thought the same thing. Fall would be amazing. All the yeah. trees. Uh, so I'm excited to live vicariously through your photos again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully I get something. Right? <laughs> so what is the one interesting thing that you like to take with you when you travel? Or something that you purchase? I don't know. Like when I, when I travel, I bring pretty much the basic, the essentials. I, just, I don't like to bring anything I'm not going to use. So I really just bring what I need. But like, if I go like, I don't usually travel like cities, but when I do, like something I usually get when I go, there's like a hoodie. It's like, a hoodie? Yeah, it's like where <laughs> I and stuff. Uh, other than that, I bring like the basics, like the very basic. Headlamp, all that good stuff. Headlamp, yeah. So you have like a collection of hoodies. <laughs> yeah, I have so many hoodies. So many. And they're like all black. Yeah. <laughs> So there's not much variation in the color. <laughs> one day I'm going to send you a gray one. <laughs> oh, that's going to mess it all up. I can't do that. <laughs> like what gray? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's just nothing I have anymore. What is going on? <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favorite hike and why? My favorite hike. What is my favorite hike? I was probably going to be half dome. Um, but that, that's probably not going to happen now. Um, I did St. Helens. And it's probably my favorite because just the people I was with. I was with a Which bunch one? of friends. Mount St. Helens in Oregon. Yes. Or is it Washington? I can never remember. But Washington. I think it's in Washington. Yeah, it might be Washington. Um, yeah. But I went with a group of buddies who uh, live back east. And I have a uh, great friend that lives in Washington. So we kind of like planned everyone to meet together. We got the permits. We all did the hike. It was great. And it's beautiful. Did you go right up to? Where it blew like, up. Yeah. yeah. All the way to the top. Yeah. What? That yeah, you is can look so... down and see like the crater. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun. The last like quarter mile sucks because super sandy. Yeah. So like every step you take, you're kind of like sliding back a little bit. Yeah. So that's, that's going to kick your ass towards the end. But when you get to the top, it's really nice. Did you backpack in? We did it a day. 
And how many miles is that? I don't think it, it was probably like six. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I want people who barely ever hike and they were able to do it. So, okay. Um, yeah. Cause I've driven to the vis the scent, like, you know, where you could see Mount St. Helens. Um, yeah. and I was with a bunch of people, um, older people. So they weren't, they weren't going to go hiking at the, yeah. <laughs> hiking to, to the mountain. It, it, this is the part where you start like bouldering too. So that's, you know, oh. yeah. That's so fun. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Especially like when it's towards the end, it kind of gives you energy. You get like that adrenaline rush. You kind of yeah. forget how tired you are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're at the crater. Oh, that is so cool. I'm, I want to do that. I was wondering if you could climb all the way to the crater. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can get to the very active, top right? of like, look. So is Rainier. All those mountains are active. It's Dang. terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. And actually in the crater you can kind of see like a new um I guess like a new peak like bubbling up. What? Yeah, I don't have a photo of that, but I have like the view from the top. Like you kind of see a little bit into the crater and then you can wow. see one more in the background. Wow. I can't wait to to see that. Awesome. What is a piece of life advice you can give to a younger you? Uh don't stress, just relax. Um, especially when I was younger, I would always dress out, just relax, hang out. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Like I, like growing up, I was like, I, everyone else is doing this. I need to do that. And if I had done that, like I'd probably be stuck, not travel. So. Awesome. Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, the outdoors. And that's it. That's all I got. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I don't do any of that. It's V underscore outdoors. Well, thank you so much, Vitor, for joining me on the Roaming the Earth podcast, stories and adventures of people who are jet setters, nomads, and explorers. This is Drea Castro signing off. Join us again next time. Stay wild. If you're interested in hearing more stories from around the globe, don't forget to subscribe. Share it to your friends. And follow me on Instagram on I'm Roaming the Earth.